As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Hello and welcome to the show that brings you the thought and theology of C.S. Lewis. I'm Ruth Jackson and since Christmas is nearly upon us, I would love to wish you and those you love a very happy Christmas. But before I introduce this week's guest, just a quick reminder to check out our website where you can find lots of great articles and podcasts as well as more C.S. Lewis content. Visit premierunbelievable.com. Do you want to understand how science and faith complement each other? Do you want to know how to speak truth in a sceptical culture? Do you want to learn these lessons from one of the most celebrated Christian thinkers of our time? We have just launched a brand new online apologetics course, Science, Faith and the Evidence for God with John Lennox. It includes nearly four hours of video material with John Lennox, Emeritus Professor of Mathematics and Philosophy of Science at Oxford University. The course is led by Justin Briley of Premier Unbelievable and it includes questions and assignments to help ground your learning. To celebrate the launch of this course, we're extending a 30% discount until the new year. The offer ends on Wednesday the 4th of January, so enrol now at premierunbelievable.com slash Lennox and learn how to make sense of science, faith and the evidence for God. But now for today's show. As one of the world's leading C.S. Lewis experts, Professor Alistair McGrath needs no introduction. But just in case this is your first time listening to the show, Alistair has written numerous books on C.S. Lewis, including a seminal biography, C.S. Lewis, A Life. Like Lewis, Alistair was raised in Northern Ireland, studied at Oxford University and went on to become a professor there. Alistair also came to faith from atheism slightly later in life and Lewis's works had a profound effect on him. We will be doing a deep dive into Alistair's biography of C.S. Lewis in future episodes but here I was speaking to him about what Christmas means to C.S. Lewis. Well, Alistair, Merry Christmas. And to you. (laughs) Before we talk about C.S. Lewis and his sort of perception of Christmas, what does the McGrath household look like at Christmas? Do you have any special traditions, things that you always do each year, or does it depend what you're doing? Well, we do. We um, have our um, Christmas cards and Christmas Eve. We always have an advent calendar and uh, we, we enjoy being with each other. So it's just a very special, very important time of the year. Alistair, what did Christmas mean to C.S. Lewis? Well, it meant a lot. I think we have to be very, very clear about this, that for Lewis, in effect, uh, Christmas symbolises a time of rejoicing, a time of light in a dark world, and above all, a reassurance of the reality of God. And actually, it's no accident that... um, Uh, Lewis is able to uh, characterise a dark world as being winter without Christmas in, of course, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Mm. So for Lewis, this is a beam of light in a dark world. 
Well, let's talk about that because it seems sort of slightly strange, doesn't it, that Father Christmas appears in the Narnia narratives. And I know, for instance, Tolkien sort of took great offence at that and was like, you're mixing up your kind of narratives. You've got this imaginative world of Narnia and then you've got Father Christmas coming into it. I mean, why did he put Father Christmas into this imaginative world of Narnia? Well, personally, I think it's because Lewis wanted to highlight the fact that you need something to keep you going, something to bring light in the darkness, and therefore was able to pick on this cultural analogue very, very easily and say it's like winter without Christmas. But of course, the very analogy points to Christmas having a deeper significance than simply an arbitrary moment of celebration. There's something deep and rich behind it. And the narrative of Aslan, if you like, unpacks that reference. And did the way that he thought about Christmas, did it change then Became uh, when Lewis became a Christian? Um, do, you know, do, is there kind of an obvious change in the way that he perceives the Christmas season post-conversion? Well, I think Lewis doesn't talk very much about celebrating Christmas in his letters, for example. But what I do notice is that in his writings, Lewis doesn't really cite the Bible very often, but one of the passages he keeps coming back to is the beginning of John's Gospel. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Because for Lewis, that is absolutely central to what the Christian faith is all about. And of course, it is a theme we celebrate above all at Christmas. And of course, Lewis would be drawing on the Oxford tradition of a Christmas carol service, at which the most important reading will be the final ninth lesson, which is John chapter one, with the central focus on the word became flesh. So it came very naturally to him, I think. Obviously, you mentioned there that incarnation is a really key part for Lewis. Why was that? Why was the incarnation so important for Lewis? Well, I think there are several themes here. One is that uh, Lewis just sees this as being historically and theologically the central theme of Christianity. One of his most interesting essays is uh, on reading old books. And that actually is a preface to Athanasius of Alexandria's treatise on the incarnation, which Lewis regards as a very, very important and very, very good book. But I think there's more to it than that. I think that very much what Lewis is 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 thinking about is that um, we need more than just being told what life is all about. We need somebody to embody that, to show us what being good looks like. And above all, we need to believe in a God who is not some kind of distant um, distant message sender, you know, as if God just sends us texts saying, do this. It's about somebody who enters into our world, who comes to where we are, who in effect shows himself in human form. And for Lewis, that's what the incarnation is all about. Not a distant God, but a God who chooses to enter into the place that we inhabit and utterly transforms us. So in effect, it's not about us having to clamber our way up to God, but rather God coming down to where we are and bringing us to where God is. So it's a very rich theme for Lewis. We know, don't we, that imagination was such an important thing for Lewis. And we see in his writings that kind of twinning of reason and imagination. I mean, do you think that was part of the appeal around Christmas, that kind of imaginative, magical, evocative time of the year? Was Did that play an important part in Lewis's love of Christmas, do you think? 
I'm sure it is, because I think what Lewis would have picked up is that certainly in Great Britain, Christmas is very, very important, and the Christmas story is regularly retold. And I think Lewis is in effect saying, look, here's a narrative that can be retold in the public arena and actually captures the public imagination. We need to tell this story and explain its significance. And of course, Lewis was very much attuned to what he called myth, uh, a story with real meaning that captures the imagination but conveys intellectual content. So for Lewis, the Christmas story is perfect for talking about the meaning of Christmas and lodging it in the realities of human life. I mean, we obviously, there's, Lewis talks a lot about the incarnation in his various writings and he talks about Santa Claus in the Narnia narratives. Is there anywhere specific in his writings where he particularly talks about Christmas? I would single out a sermon he preached uh, at a church in London towards the end of the Second World War, which is uh, very much about what the incarnation is all about. And it offers us a, a really imaginative account of this. It's all, Lewis asks us curiously to imagine somebody diving into a really deep lake. It's cold, it's dangerous, and you imagine somebody diving in, going all the way to the bottom and picking something up and then fighting their way back to the top and emerging, holding in their hands this, this item. And Lewis is saying the item is us. God dives into our world. It's dangerous, it's risky, but he does this because we matter and he wants to bring us to the top, rescue us. And it's very powerful. Lewis is absolutely clear that Christmas is so important in terms of the message of God entering our dark world, bringing light and bringing us back to God. So it's very, very significant for Lewis. And this is obviously a really clear, important message that he wanted non-Christians to hear as well. And Christmas is often a time where you can be inviting friends and colleagues to carol services, to Christmas services, to church, where perhaps someone might not darken the doors of a church normally. What would Lewis's advice be to people who are wanting to engage with their non-Christian friends with the Christmas story? I mean, how would he suggest that they use the Christmas story as a means of evangelism, do you think? Well, I think one thing Lewis might well have said is um, the very fact that we are pausing our lives to think about this one event, even in a very tinsely and very superficial way, is saying there is something here which zillions of people have found to be deeply significant. Let's try and explain what it is. And I think it gives you this cultural excuse to talk about what this is all about. And Lewis himself, I think, does give us some very helpful pointers. But I think that the really important thing is just to say, for Christians, this is marking an event, which is not just about the birth of the founder of Christianity. It's about marking an event, God entering our world, to make it meaningful, to make us meaningful, and to give us this hope of life. And there's a three-point sermon immediately that you could begin to deliver, uh, but I suspect that you might might want to sp space that out a bit over Christmas. <laughs> well, let's give us a give us a little a, a little taster of that three-part sermon. Well, what you might do is just say, look, uh, the fact that God is en that God enters our world 
world is actually astonishing because it says that we matter to God. God goes to all this trouble to do these things because he matters to us and he is offering to take us with him to where he is. And in the meantime, it means we live in hope in this dark world because we know there is hope. It's like uh, Psalm 23, the Lord's my shepherd, wherever you go, God is with you in the good times and the bad times. And I think in in these dark times we live in, you know, it's very important to know that as we go through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. It's very reassuring. Christmas, if you like, is about the solidification, the celebration of that wonderful insight, which is what the incarnation conveys so powerfully. Do we know how Lewis would have celebrated Christmas? Is there any sort of indication in his letters or in his writings of some of the traditions that he might have observed or anything like that? There's one occasion Lewis talks about, and it's very interesting. It's when Lewis, um, in effect, who'd been wounded in the First World War, was able to make it home to Belfast to be with his father and his brother Warney on Christmas Day. And um, they weren't expecting him. And you know, they, they described this scene of a taxi pulling up and there's Lewis. Mm -hmm. And really just a time of family reunion and celebration. But I don't think it was um, a hugely um, festive season because it was, you know, during the war, or after the war actually, but still in Spartan rather, um, rather rather rough times but certainly for Lewis I think it's all about family gathering together and just being grateful for each other and grateful for being alive I think that's very important because both Warney and Lewis were, were in the First World War together they both survived that actually was very unusual but for Lewis I think it's about coming together and rejoicing but having a bigger framework within which that rejoicing can take place now, C.S. Lewis spent a lot of his vacations back in Ireland where, where he grew up and people might not necessarily remember him as Irish because he's sort of been come, come to be remembered as this Oxford Don, but he was very much Irish and he very much thought of himself as Irish. Are there any Irish traditions that he would have perhaps brought into his Christmas celebrations, do you think? Well, I'm sure they, that, that there were. And I do wish Lewis had told us about them because that would be mm. really, I think, quite fun. But certainly... Um, the, the whole idea of um, just simply coming together as family and almost, if you like, holding on to each other <laughs> is very, very important. And, and certainly back in Ireland, I remember, you know, family, you know, Christmas Day was the day when the family tried to come together again mm. um, and remembering those who weren't with us anymore and anticipating those who were very, very young growing up. It was, it was almost like markers along the way of life. And certainly for Lewis, although Lewis had no children, of course, uh, it was this sense that, in effect, families really do matter. That's why he and Warney came back together again and almost recreated little Lee in the kilns in Oxford. It's all about family being very important in God's greater way of dispensing things to help us grow in our faith and stick together and cope with what is very often a difficult world. I know for myself and, and a lot of my friends, Christmas is the period that we often will reread the Narnia Chronicles. And there's the obvious connection with Father Christmas appearing in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. But there's something, isn't there? There's sort of just something quite magical and Christmassy inherently about the Narnia Chronicles, isn't there? 
Well, there are, and again, uh, Christmas is a great time to reread The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe because it, ju it just connects up so well with where we are. Alistair, as we come to the end of this Christmassy episode, would you be able to describe how Lewis perceived Christmas just in a nutshell? Well, Lewis, I think, basically rejoices that Christmas is part of British culture. Uh, it's marking something very, very important. It gives us an excuse to retell the Christian story. But of course, Lewis is really pointing to the deep theological meaning. The word became flesh that in effect, we have been privileged by being visited by God, who in effect came not as someone who's saying, I'm here, I'm gone, but rather I'm with you always. And that where I am, you will be also. So there's this very powerful hope of going through a dark world, but not on our own, but in the presence of this loving and living God. And that's a thought I know Lewis took to heart towards the final months of his life. And I think it's something that we can all take to heart because it means that we journey through this life, not on our own, but with our friends and family, but above all, with a God who came to be with us and stays with us as we journey. And if we had to summarise the Christian message for non-Christian friends in a sort of non-colloquial way, which Lewis was so good at getting rid of all of the jargon and things like that, what do you think Lewis would say in a, in a non-Christian friendly way to talk about the, the core of the Christmas message? I guess he might pick up on that uh, little, little throwaway line in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, you know, winter, no Christmas. In effect, we need something in life to bring joy and happiness, something that's not spurious or manufactured, something real and transformative. And that's why that image, I think, is so important. It's saying life really is dark, but there is this moment of light and we can rejoice in that. And not only in it, but what it points to. Professor Alistair McGrath, thank you so much and happy Christmas. And to you and everyone listening, thank you. Thank you for listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast with me, Ruth Jackson. And I want to wish you and those you love a very happy Christmas. We were hearing there from Professor Alistair McGrath about what Christmas meant to Lewis. We'll be hearing much more from Alistair in future episodes as we do a deep dive into his brilliant biography, C.S. Lewis, A Life. But before we go, just a reminder about our brand new online apologetics course, Science, Faith and the Evidence for God with John Lennox. It includes nearly four hours of video material with John Lennox, Emeritus Professor of Mathematics and Philosophy of Science at Oxford University. The course is led by Justin Briley of Premier Unbelievable and it includes questions and assignments to help ground your learning. To celebrate the launch of this course, we're extending a 30% discount until the new year. The offer ends on Wednesday the 4th of January, so enrol now at premierunbelievable.com slash Lennox and learn how to make sense of science, faith and the evidence for God. Thank you for listening and see you next time when we'll have another Christmas special.